Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sports Arguments from Group Chats. This week, we're going to take a look at the NFL wildcard weekend. And to talk about that with me, I've got Curtis back for a second episode. And John, uh, John was with me on a previous podcast. Go ahead and say hi, guys. Hello, I'm the Yinzer, you know. I'm Yinzer, Ginger, Circuit 2020. Ginger and Yinzer, the great podcast. <laughs> Wildly unpopular, just like this one. <laughs> but uh, so we've got a whole slate of games to talk about tonight. We've got uh, we're going to kick it off with the Seahawks and the 49ers on um, Saturday at 430. Uh, you've got the <clears throat> the uh, 49ers led by Brock Purdy uh, this year's attempt at being uh, 2017 Nick Foles. Or uh, 20 what? 2000 uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Curtis, as uh, none of you know at this point, is a massive, massive Tom Brady fan. I've never seen an Eagles fan with a Patriots jersey until I met, well, not until I met, until this until guy. Until I met the, my brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Came out of the womb and he had to eat. A Patriots jersey. I, he, I, I've never seen it till he bought one, and I, I've never been so disappointed. I have the Patriots jersey. I have the Bucks jersey. Let's Shameful. LFG. Shameful. LFG, as he would say. All righty. Uh, so, and then on the Seahawks side of the ball, you've got Geno Smith making what what a lot of people would call a career resurgence, setting a uh, Seahawks record. Uh, beating uh, beating out old Danger Russ, uh, who tail end of the season looked like he remembered how to play football. It was astounding. <laughs> Just as a little throw in there. Um, but um, looking at the teams here, um, I I mean. Team wise, you've got to give you've got to give it to the Niners. They just are so deep in terms of what they bring on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, when you've got as deep a wide receiver room as they already had, capable running backs, and then they add Christian McCaffrey, it's a, it's a disgusting team. Yeah, they also come off every offensive heat. The last three games plus thirty points every game, like and holding the other team very well, except for the Raiders game. The only downfall of this matchup is that Seattle plays them multiple times a year. Yes, mm-hmm. they have played them with their full arsenal and, of course, the current quarterback. But with uh, Gino and uh, Purdy going against each other, um, I think, yeah, you give, you give the weapons. Even with uh, DK Metcalf with Seattle and uh, Tyler Lockett, I think you still give the, the check mark to the 49ers. And, and Chance didn't even mention the defense capability the 49ers have. I mean, they are astounding. Applying pressure, stopping the run. The secondary could use some work, but. When healthy, the probably the best defense in the NFL. Yeah, at least top four. So, yeah, definitely, definitely five. Easy, easy. So what they, you know what they say, though, it's, it's tough to beat a guy three times, right? And both regular season games, the Niners beat the Seahawks. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not even saying it's likely, but you know, they, there's lots of tape out there for the Seahawks to look at just at what they've done to them, let alone everyone else since Brock Purdy took over. What week did he take over? Does anybody know? Uh, I think 
Oh, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'm not going to try to pretend like I know. Uh, I think it's week 14. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Trying to pull it up here real fast. Here we go. Um, so I've got him as being the f- starter from week 13 onward. Okay. So uh, they've so they've seen Brock Purdy. Um, and in that game, it's one of his less successful games, I would call it. I mean, I think Seattle, Seattle's defense is so underrated. Like everybody thinks of like, F, you know, six, seven years ago when they were the, the uh, Legion of Boom, you know, and they got rid of Sherman and they got rid of Bobby Wagner. But I, Bobby Wagner plays for the Rams. I think the Rams, the Rams this year, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I mean, they got rid of some guys, you know, but, you know, they added some guys like Jamal Adams, maybe not a ball hawk guy, but, like, a big hitter. Um, I think I think Seattle has a decent defense that, that you know, can give them, give them, like, a run. I don't, I don't think that they can win. I, I really don't think Seattle has it, but you never know, especially when you have weapons like DK Metcalf, you have weapons like Tyler Lockett. Geno Smith's kind of still like it's it's weird. He's not an overnight sensation, but he definitely still can play ball. And he's obviously kept the teams in the game. The guy's really just grinded out a pretty I mean, at this point, he he's earned this shot. You know, he was drafted rather high, wasn't he? Um Geno Smith, he was a top fifteen pick out of West Virginia to the Jets. Uh, 40, uh, 39th overall. Okay. But he went to the Jets, right? Uh, yes. And yeah. went to that factory of sadness. <laughs> <laughs> and he got punched in the face while with the organization. So, you know, that, that, that always... is a, a factoid I had forgotten about. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I do think the Seahawks have an underrated run game that doesn't get talked about too much. Oh, I, I wholeheartedly agree there. Uh, Kenneth Walker uh, this year has been just a really good running back, especially coming in to what has historically been a, um, a weaker offensive line in Seattle. Or is that because Russell Wilson's gone? Ah, that's possible too, that using a running back a little bit more effectively than they were because Russ would run the ball some. True. And also they, they dropped Russ back a ton <laughs> when they had him, which as you would, but still like the, the idea of a balanced attack in Seattle was, was not a thing granted. I think during the years that Russ was there, they had a carousel of running backs because somehow every year they lost two running backs to ACLs for the season. Every season. I think they lost a running back this season, not to ACL, but something. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, so, but, I mean, so Kenneth Walker coming in as a rookie has looked really good all year. So, so what what are your predictions there for Seattle 49ers? I mean, I think the 49ers are a more complete team. They take it. But I think it's actually going to be a well-thought game, even with Geno Smith being QB. Um, I'm, I tend to agree with you. I think it's going to be a tighter one than people expect. I mean, if you look at the Week 15 matchup, it was an eight-point game. Uh, granted, that was Brock Purdy's second week, uh, second or yeah. third week w- with the Reigns. But, I mean, S- Seattle's looked good all year. If, if you're making a bet, though, 
I would definitely take Seattle plus the points. I think it's most places it's nine, nine and a half. I would take the nine and a half because it's it could be a field goal game. That's yeah, a lot of points in the playoffs. <clears throat> For sure. So that's that's definitely where my play would be. FanDuel, DraftKings, MGM. I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm taking Seahawks. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely taking Seahawks with the points there. Because I, I think this is a one-score game uh, all day long. But, uh, yeah, moving on next up, we've got Chargers-Jaguars. And, of course, uh, we here at Sports Arguments from Group Chats love Touchdown Jesus. He's the man. We, we love us some Trevor Lawrence. Clemson guy. Oh, yeah. Love him at quarterback. He's made great strides, I think. I think he started off a little slow, but I think later on in the season, he's he's actually he's played pretty well. Um, it's, it's nice to have a full season of Trevor Lawrence at running back. Um, you got Christian Kirk. Um, you have Marvin Jones. I think that uh, I think that this team is is loaded. With you're looking Zay Jones. Zay Jones. Zay Jones. Not Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones. Zay, but I mean, Zay Jones yeah. is a great receiver for Trevor Lawrence and. I think I think that this team is is loaded on offense. It's weird that their defense has actually been the one that that has bailed them out in some of these late games in the season. Um, I mean, looking at uh, just the uh, quarterback comparison here of Trevor Lawrence to Justin Herbert, their touchdown interception numbers, uh, Lawrence's are actually better. They both threw for twenty five touchdowns. Uh, Lawrence took care of the ball a little bit better. Uh, he had two less interceptions. That's so yeah. marginal, though. It's marginal. Did we just lose Curtis? Yep, we lost Curtis. All right, so while we're going to keep on rolling here while we're working out some connection issues. Uh, we lost Curtis. He'll be back, hopefully. So, yeah, the, the difference in interceptions between um, Justin, Her- Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence is, I mean, you can honestly put two interceptions up to – you know, uh, Jags receivers made made a better play on the ball, kept got it down if they weren't going to catch it, kind of thing. It, it, that can be put up to them. So yeah, and you also look at the Jags have a better run game than the Chargers. I mean, if you look at Eckler and Etna of comparison, I mean, Etna's averaging an extra three plus yards a carry. Um, he doesn't perform as much in the touchdown range, but. You also got Trevor Lawrence who can run the ball, where Herbert is going to be passing first, and he's going to be running unless he gets pushed out of the pocket real bad, and he sees an opening. Um, right. So you you got to look at that. They're keeping the ball on the ground a little bit more than the Chargers are, and um, like you said, there's just a, many different variants of two inceptions. You really don't make that much of a difference in a season. Right, but the thing is, the touchdown production's equal when for Lawrence he had over a hundred less attempts. I mean, just in attempts alone, uh, Justin Herbert threw had almost 700 attempts this year, 699. Uh, that was Herbert. And then uh, Trevor Lawrence, 584. Yeah, so, so they, they keep the ball on the ground more. I mean, that's true. But, I mean, when you're looking at the – and the touchdown numbers are the same, though. And it's almost the same amount of difference in terms of completions as well. I mean, yeah. So – um, what is the line on this game? I think Jags are favored. Okay, there we go. 
NFL. Uh, Jags are actually getting two and a half here. Okay. I would be willing to take that money line all day long. I, I think they're a more complete team, and I think they've been doing it at a more consistent level. I mean, what's what's the injury report looking like? Um, I mean, Mike Williams, you're looking questionable for the weekend. It's one of the top receivers in for the Chargers there. Um, yeah, but they also have a lot of other tools they can use. That's true. That's true. Um, I mean, they've still got um, oh, their slot guy. What's his name? I'm blanking on it right now. Um, Bosa's also out on defense. Oh, he's out. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I think it might, it might still be up in the air, but I'm pretty sure he was counted out. I was looking at the ESPN injury report here, and he's not even listed. Oh, well, I, I saw. I was reading an article earlier that said he was looking doubtful, but I mean, maybe something changed from when that article was written to now. I'm not sure the date on it, but um, I mean, I would leave that as a possibility. Um, so that's going to be a little bit less pressure on um, Trevor Lawrence. If he is. Right. Yeah. If Bosa's out, that is a big, 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 big blow to that Chargers defense. Um, But looking at the receivers here for the um, Chargers, um, Austin Eckler is both their leading receiver in terms of receptions and leading rusher. Yeah. As you were saying earlier when we were off here, like top PPR running back of the year. Like, you know, you put up some good reception numbers. I mean, he's has a over, he's a hundred, over a hundred receptions this year. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think they're going to be hurting for any kind of, um, targets. Tools, yeah. Guys to throw the balls, the guys to throw the ball to, because I mean, Keenan Allen has no injury de- designation. He's health, healthy for the weekend. Josh Palmer, uh, has, a very comparable season to Keenan Allen, uh, more receptions than Mike Williams, less yards. But I mean, Mike Williams is your down the field sideline target. So, yeah. But I mean, I'm, I, I'm still going to give this one to the Jags. I think, uh, Doug Peterson having that playoff experience is a big deal. Um, granted, both of these quarterbacks are in their first playoff game. Uh, I mean, Trevor Lawrence being a second-year player and Herbert, it's the Chargers. They don't make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's his so, third year. Yeah. Um, yeah, they always get nipped in the butt right at the end. They're always competitive but never make the cut. But they're also in a pretty heavy division and conference where there's a lot of competitive teams. Um, That's true. They're in, they're in a – I mean – Really, the, the main competition there is the Chiefs in that division. The Raiders haven't been good for a number of years. The, granted, the Broncos were always okay. But, I mean, I, I think that the, the Chargers just are the Chargers sometimes and decide to miss the playoffs. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's when the Terrasons, Phillip Rivers are there. Yeah. Phillip Rivers, one of the best quarterbacks to rarely make the playoffs. Yep. <laughs> so... But yeah, I'm gonna take I'm taking moneyline Jags on that. I think the points is nearly robbery. So I, I I'm gonna go with the Chargers. I mean, maybe because I'm just a Herbert fanboy. But 
I think they're going to pull it off. I think they may, I don't think they're making a run or anything, but I think they make it out of the first round. I agree. I don't, I mean, the, the char- this Chargers team, both of these teams aren't teams that are going to make a big run to the playoffs. I, yeah. I think if you see either of these teams in the, in the AFC playoffs or the, sorry, the AFC championship game, something has gone wrong for <laughs> yeah. someone along the way. Yeah. No, I, I, this is one of the most complete Chargers teams we've seen in a long time. So I, I do think there's, Hope for them in that aspect, if not for this year, for the future, for them to continue, or they'll keep being the Chargers and just miss the playoffs by a game every year. Right. So moving on, we've got the Dolphins Bills. We don't really need to spend a ton of time on this. Um, I just want to say one thing fuck the Dolphins and fuck the Jets for not beating the Dolphins. That's all I got to say. Um, <laughs> we can continue on now. How did you lose money? <laughs> no, that, that's kept the Steelers out of the playoffs. Ah, uh, the Steelers didn't belong in the playoffs. They didn't. They didn't deserve it, it, a 9-8 and eight it, record even. Well, no, <laughs> I mean, no. Death taxes and Mike Tomlin being over 500. Come on. No, they, they definitely, at the end of the year, last four or five games, they look like a football team. I mean, they still had, struggled to get the ball into the end zone there, but their defense held them in the games, and when it counted, I mean, they got they scored what they needed to. Fair enough. Anyway, fair enough. we're not talking about non-playoff teams right now. But yeah, you loser non-playoff team. As I sit here on my high horse, is the number one. Yeah, you want to talk about teams that doesn't deserve their record? Oh come on! All right, if you want to talk about that, we can skip. We can skip right on to the to the Vikings Giants game. Okay, Vikings first are... of all, Buffalo's gonna win. Two was uh, out. That was like the only hope that Teddy's, maybe there'd be a decent game. Teddy might play. Teddy's probably not gonna play. Yeah, Thompson's. Currently slotted as being the quarterback. Buffalo doesn't have the best wideout defense. That's the only hope for the Dolphins is they can get it to Waddle or Hill. Hill, yeah. I mean, if Hill can blow that, if the, the problem is there, can they get the ball to Hill after he blows the top off the defense? Yeah, exactly. Is can Thompson makes those good wideout passes? That's really all we have to say here. But Buffalo, but nine, Buffalo by a million. Ninety-nine times out of a hundred, they win this game. But uh, since we're going to talk about teams that don't deserve their record, the Vikings, oh, thirteen win football team, with Come a back negative, kings. with a Come negative point differential. Yeah, comeback kings win the game by three. That's all they need to do. Oh, they don't put any more effort than they need to. They win games. They, they don't deserve their record, not in the least. No, um, they definitely do. Comeback kings for the win. All right, let, let's pull this up here. Let's look at the, their season scores here. All right, let's see. Let's look at their wins. We've got the Packers. Packers were a dumpster fire. Lost to the Eagles by three scores. Um, beat the beat the Lions in week three by four. The Saints, another not good football team, by three. The Bears. All right, all right. We're getting big wins here. Six points. Six points. Yeah, I can't five. wait till we talk about this other team that doesn't deserve their wins, and we look at what their <laughs> scores are. No, we won't be. We could, not this week. Uh, I'll, we'll, I'll pull them up. I'll talk about it. I don't care oh, if you, we you want talk to, about it. Sure, you sure. talk about it or not. All right. Um, all right. Big win for the season here. They beat the Cards by eight. And that's when the Cards were still playing good. Fair enough. Uh, they've got a 37-point loss to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, you got to have some rough losses. I mean, no one's perfect. I mean, putting up three points. Oof-da. 
Uh, you know what? It was a four o'clock game. Kirk Cousins doesn't know how to play quarterback after 1 p.m. I mean, I'm pretty sure the next week he won after 4 p.m. or prime time. All right, you know what he did? Yeah. He he won in a one-touchdown game over the Patriots. Yeah, I feel like something had to happen in this game. I didn't watch it. I don't really remember it. I remember seeing it and being like, oof, but... Yeah. They they then uh, beat the Jets by five, lost to the Lions... Beat the Colts in overtime. I remember that game being like something stupid happened that the Colts had every right to win that game and then they pissed it away. I mean, same thing the Bills. I mean, the Bills should have won that game too. That was another great comeback. And that's what I'm saying. They're the comeback champs. Like this season, they've almost every game they've gone in the fourth quarter, either it being close or them losing, and they've came back and win. I mean, the, the thing is. They didn't end the season looking all that great. Uh, they got blown out by the Packers. The Packers got hot at the end of the year. Rodgers is like, I'm missing the playoffs. Let me play football. He still missed the playoffs. But like, and the Packers-Vikings rivalry, like, that game can go either way. No That's matter fair. what. As long as Rodgers is there, game, yeah. that game can go either way. So, I I don't think this is a team that deserves their record. But they beat big name teams. Like they beat the Cardinals when the Cardinals were playing good. They beat the Bills, which is I'll, I'll give them that. It's a marquee win for the season for them. Exactly. Like that's a great win for the season. I mean, yeah, they lost to the Cowboys, which you'd like to see a win there against a um, another playoff it, team. Yeah, another good playoff team. But my thing is like, how many of these teams that they were in one score games with were actually above five hundred this year? Yeah, and then we're, I mean, not many, but we can also go to the Eagles schedule here. Yeah, we can, we'll, we'll look at it towards the end of the podcast. Just, I, I mean, to, we're on, we're on topic. Though, if though. we're on the topic. All right, all right, all right. So we got, you beat, you let the Lions score 35 points on you. Week I'm taking, I'm taking this one over because right. you, you turned over the Vikings. It. Yeah. You let the Lions get 35 points on. That was a game winning drive by um, Hertz to put it up for, I think you guys the Lions were a Google. decent football team. You just talk shit on them when they play the Vikings. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's so I, I don't know what you say. Lost to the Vikings, which we're dissing on them. So, like, I'm sorry. You're when dissing on them. So. The oh, no, you won to the Vikings. Sorry. Thank you. 24 7. Three scores. Yeah. Anyway, um, beat the Commanders. Jags. Jags at the beginning of the year, a little shaky. I mean, they were fine. They're kind of finding a spot. New coach and. Getting Trevor Lawrence the action he needs. That's an eight-point game. I mean, you guys started off hot. Cardinals, I, that's a good win. I'll give that to you. I mean, I, I do think Call of Duty came out that week, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, 2017, I don't know. Maybe you could a little bit more there. It's a little early for COD to come out. October 9th is a little early for COD to come out. <laughs> what? I, I, maybe it was a double XP weekend. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean... Cowboys, I'm pretty sure Prescott was out. He was. Yeah. I mean, you still let him put 17 up on you. Whatever. 17 points. Come on. It's when he only scored 26, that, that's fucking close. With their fully healthy defense. Anyway, um, Steelers, Steelers sucked at that time. You blew uh, us out the of the Steelers, water. The Steelers, they're a decent team. I didn't say that at all. <laughs> I am saying they sucked at that time. As the Yinzer. 
Steelers sucked. I'm pretty sure Trubisky was still playing. Maybe not. Either way, Kenny Pickett had a rough start. Um, you guys blew us out of the water. There was very low competition. I know um, TJ Watt was out, big defensive threat for the Steelers. So that whole different game dynamic right there, if he's playing. Texans, you won. I mean, another 29-17 game. I mean, yeah, it's two scores, but... I mean, the Texans are not a good football team. And then the big L to the divisional rival, and not even a rival, divisional counterpart of the Commanders. Like, that is a rough loss. I mean, it's, it's certainly better than 3-30. to 30. Oh, it is. I mean, it's a better comparison than... I mean, I don't know if Prescott like, jacked himself on steroids when he played the Vikings or something, but... Oh, yeah, I didn't watch that game. Her dead... You beat the Colts by a point. I'm not I mean, sure. I, I think it was like a two-week lull. I think they were ready for Thanksgiving to be there. I mean, sure. They ate the turkey uh, early. I mean, Packers. I mean, I think this is before Rodgers turned it on. Or maybe the beginning of Rodgers turning it on. But, again, one-score game. Titans. This is after they lost McCaffrey. McCaff? What? Oh, no. Sorry. Um... I think Tannehill was still playing. Tannehill, was he? I think so. Or is that at the end of um, Mayfield? Mayfield was never on the Titans. Who am I thinking? You're thinking of? Panthers. I'm thinking Panthers right now in my head for some reason. I, I, <laughs> yeah, but McCaffrey and Mayfield both. Just in my head, Panthers. They, they have Southern teams. Yes, um, uh, Tannehill played in that game. Okay. Uh, I mean, decent win well. there. Threw up 141 passing yards for that game. Then you got the Giants game. I mean, blew him out. Yeah, you did good there. That's a playoff team win. I mean, the Giants, so Giants playoff team. We blew him out by 16. Oh, I'm saying that playoff team, but. But you got to look who's Sorry, else. actually, that's 26. Yeah. Who else are they competing for that wild card spot, though? Not many. Bears, one score game. I mean, I, that I, was about the time that uh, Justin Fields decided he wanted to really play some football this year for those two whatever. weeks. Whatever. Anyway, one score game, rough loss to the Cowboys, With and then Gardner another Minshew. loss to the Saints, where we were just talking about how bad the Saints are. With you Gardner know. Minshew at bo- in at both of those games. Hey, man, whatever. Then you go, you've got a final one of the Giants. And with Hurts, one score. After blowing them out five weeks before, or four, whatever it is. I'm not counting, actually. Fair enough. I, I, I the, the problem there was is. A pl- you, had, you kept way too many bad teams in games for way too long. I mean, the Jags were not good at that point. One score game, basically. I mean, it's eight points, whatever. You get the two pointer. Right, but Cardinals. I want to point you to the point differential for the season. Eagles, 14 and 3, 133 points in the positive. Vikings, negative 3, 13 and 4. One win is not 133 points. No, I'm not saying it is. You you got your high scoring team, but your defense also lets a lot of points go in. I mean I mean, yeah, but they lost uh, Gardner Johnson for a good chunk of the season. I'm sure we can. If we were one of us, a Vikings fan, we could point out a bunch of injuries too. Fair enough. 
All right, moving on. Let's let's get back on topic. Yeah, here. back to the playoffs. You know. All right, Vikings, Vikings Giants. And Giants. All right. Um, it's at four thirty. It's the only game on. Um, is is Kirk Cousins going to have performance anxiety? I, I'm convinced <laughs> that's what it is. Um, let's see. Let's bring up the old Vikings here. Um, we'll go bring up the Vikings, and then we're going to bring up the Giants. So the Giants, or the sorry, the Vikings this year, Kirk Cousins, a surprisingly unspectacular quarterback, about a two to one touchdown interception ratio, Pro, like stereotypical Kirk Cousins. By his standards, I believe this is actually a pretty good season by him. I think this is above his norm in terms of yards. Justin Jefferson is also a big play in that. I mean, he is. Oh, absolutely! Top two, three receiver in the league this year. I, I, I think I think trying to sort out the top five of wide receivers is really tough because yeah. you have but Devontae he's definitely, Adams, you have Hopkins when healthy. Yeah, but have, I, I I would put Jefferson in the top three of that five nine times out of ten. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with you there. Yeah, I, I think the the gap between the top flight wide receivers is so tight. And yeah. We'll have to do an episode on that and really bicker about this because that is, I think, a list that we can get some arguments on because everyone for the the quarterbacks and tight ends, it was too similar a list. Yeah. And you also got to look at the QB comparison, like how many yards after carry they're getting, how often, how many other tools are on that team that are being used. So there's a lot of things you consider who's the best wide receiver in the league. That's but. true. It's very true. Um, but yeah, it, it's a better, it's, it's one of Kirk Cousins' better seasons. Um, by by his own standards of the rest of his career. Um, he only had one other season with more yards, and that was 2016 with Washington. Yeah. So, um, threw the ball more times this year than any other time in his career. Um, you had, this is also a coaching change for the Vikings, too, this year. That's right. They got rid of Zimmer. Yeah. So, th- they could be a, this could be a new completely different like offense that we might see from here on out with the Vikings. And that, that could be as well. Um, yeah. You had a pretty good season out of Dalvin cook uh, who stayed healthy all year. Good job, buddy. <laughs> I, I know that's tough for him. Um, yeah. Uh, he is. Don't get me wrong. Dalvin cook, extremely, extremely talented running back. Um, but injuries have just marred his career so badly. Has a, a lot of great running backs happened to true he's 27 all right looks like it's time for him to retire yep. you know what they say he'll be out in the next three years so he'll get thrown to a low market team in probably three years run for a couple more and you know break an ace leg or something and be out for the yep. rest of his life but thousand yard rushing season eight touchdowns had some goal line work hawked by uh, madison by the looks of it madison on about a fourth of the attempts had almost as many touchdowns yeah. I mean, Madison had 74 touches for and five touchdowns on 283 yards. So I think yeah. he's getting a little bit of goal line work hawked from him there. But, I mean, everyone's going to have at least a little bit. That seems a little bit egregious in my opinion. But um, looking over toward the Giants, another another guy who played almost, who played almost every game this year, Saquon Barkley. 
Yes, sir. Good job. Good job, buddy. And that's an impressive thing for him, too. It really is. Um, since his, like, what is it, rookie season, I think he hasn't played more than, like, 10 games. Something um, like that, yeah. He's definitely very, very limited in I'm sorry. He played 13 games last year. He was just so ineffective in that offense. That yeah, I the Giants have definitely that. made a turn this year all around. I mean, last year they were afterthought. I mean, the difference of this year to last year. Last year he had 162 attempts. This year, 295. I'm saying an overall team, not just Columbus. Oh yeah, I, I think that team has gotten better. I think the I think the coaching change was the biggest thing for them. Yeah, uh, Dable has done a phenomenal job up there in New York. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, he can only do so much black magic for a team. Oh, for sure. And I think you got, you got to look at the offensive-defensive pairings. I mean, defensively, um, I, th- I think the Giants will keep Cook in check. I think they'll keep the ball in the air, which applies some availability to you know maybe get some turnovers for him. But I, I think the secondary, and I don't think they can they, – they're one of the worst defenses to stop tight ends, and Hawkinson's nothing to um, snuff at, like – he can turn it on when he needs to, and Cousins doesn't mind throwing to him. Oh, so I agree I, completely. I think uh, as long as the Vikings defense comes to play and they can keep the Giants in check, I think they handle this game pretty easily. I I tend to agree. I do think that um, – I, I think Minnesota gets through this week. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not saying they're making a run at it, but I think they get through this week for sure. I mean, who knows? They might surprise us. They, they um, could. But – uh. Yeah, I, I think we're going to be looking at a at another Vikings win. Vandal's got this as a one score game. I believe it because that <clears throat> damn near every Vikings game is. <laughs> it, it's the safest bet. Um, yeah. So um, next up, we're going to have Bengals Ravens. This is a Bengals win. Same, uh, you know, copy and paste what what's going on with Dolphins Bills. Yeah, Lamar's out. It's Lamar's be rough. out. The backups out. I will say Ravens defense is healthy, healthy. So there's some hope that it won't be a blowout where the Bills Miami game. <laughs> I, I I don't have much hope for Miami. I don't um, either. Yeah, where this like, I mean, I, I'm giving it to the Bengals, but the Ravens. It wouldn't surprise me if the Ravens upset this in some way or form. Yeah, I mean, you've got another. I, I was going to say green quarterback in the in the playoffs, but. But Burrow's not. He was in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, Burrow is definitely um, definitely seasoned the playoffs. I, I would say he he got a he got a real quick uh, marinade there. So yeah, um, and I mean the Bengals are coming into this one with all their receivers. They're they're short a um, an offensive lineman, but I mean that's. Nothing new for Joe Burrow playing behind an offensive line that's not operating as it should. Yeah, and that's where they might run a struggle because the Ravens do have a great, um, great blitz, great putting pressure on the quarterback. So if they fluster him, I mean, might see some turnovers, maybe some defensive scores, and they might win that way. The Ravens, that is. That's you true. Know. That's true. The the Ravens defense perennially, perennially, very good defense. Yeah. So, um, I I still think this is a Bengals runaway game. Yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be runaway. I don't think it's going to be close. I think 
two scores. I don't know what Fandle says. Um, but I, I'm just two scores. and Fandle's got this at nine and a half points for the Bengals. I mean, score and a half, sure. I, I might take the Ravens and the points there. Yeah, I mean, they can keep it close. I, I just think they have the defense to keep it close. It just can they uh, put up any points to match whatever the uh, the defense let up? Yeah, um, I mean, Burrow. Baltimore's got got the defense, but there's so much to cover in that Bengals offense. I mean, the number one and number two guys, like, yeah, sure, you you might be able to get them get help for. for uh, your guys covering those guys, but you, you still got Tyler Boyd coming out of the, uh, out of the slot. Who's no mm-hmm. slouch himself. Uh, they were talking this year that there was a stout chance of a, th- a team with three receivers over a thousand yards. Let's give this a quick look. What they ended the regular season with receiving yards. Here we go. Um, they had T Higgins at 1029, Jamar chase 1046, which is as potent a one, two punch as you can find in the NFL. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I mean, that's I'd put that putting that right up there against the Eagles one two. It's boy, is that close in my opinion? Yeah. And that that is once again heralded as like a strong wide receiver room, and you still have Tyler Boyd coming out of the slot with seven hundred and sixty two yards. That's a tough three. Like that's a three headed monster in the in the pass game. I don't think Bengals have to fucking run the ball. I really don't think they do. I, I'm not sure what their run game looks like overall. It's good. But. I mean, it's solid. Joe Mixon, 800 yards, 814 yards, seven touchdowns on 210 attempts. Yeah, so I mean, so it's a capable they, run game. They are solid. And, and P. Ryan as a backup isn't a slouch either. 95 for 394 with two touchdowns. So I mean, it's a well-rounded offense. They they can really get after it. So yeah, but if anyone's going to stop them, it's the Ravens defense. I'm not saying they're going to put on enough points to make a difference, but anyone's going to keep a limit on them. It's probably going to be them. But yeah, again, we give, I'm giving, I would give it to the Bengals. I'm just saying it could, it could be a good game. Yeah. I feel I mean, like those defensive battle games. I mean, Baltimore has got several games this season. They held opponents to single digits. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, but moving on to our final game of the week, we've got the Cowboys Bucks. I've never seen a team. I was saying this before the podcast. I've never seen a team so primed to lose to an under 500 team. Yep. In the playoffs. Um, Tom Brady has more wins in the playoffs than some of these quarterbacks have in the regular season. (laughs) So, I mean, just put that into perspective, but you've got Tom Brady, a well and truly seasoned vet as as many games, I think he probably has the most games in the postseason as anybody in history, if not more. At least yeah. probably lead is what I'm trying to say. So, at least starting, definitely yeah. does. I mean, it might be some that wrote a bench a lot and just yeah. happen to be on a lot of playoff teams, but starting-wise, I mean, how many years does Tom miss the playoffs? That's my question. It's not many. I'm guessing six. And that most, is... That feels that feels uh, a little a little generous, even. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm high. I agree with you there 100%. Um, but, I mean, Dak has no playoff success, no playoff wins. Mm-hmm. And, I mean – I mean, maybe this is finally the year the Cowboys fans can cheer, but I I, I doubt it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you're looking at 
I will say this: Tampa Bay's banged up. Mm-hmm. Vita Vita Via out. Um, you've got Julio listed as questionable. Um, and all right, all right, Worfs is is in and ready to go. But I mean, Tom Brady had a really solid season: almost forty seven hundred passing yards, twenty five touchdowns, and nine inter, uh, to nine interceptions. And you also um, look that the Cowboys. I mean, Prescott has not been clean with the ball. I mean, he, he's been very oh, loose yes. and goosey with his passes, throwing one of the worst interception ratios I think in a playoff team right now. So that that's and the Tampa Bay secondary is nothing to snuff at. Like they they can they're they're definitely a solid. It's it's a solid unit. Yeah. Um, I mean, we we can't forget this team was. A real strong team last year. What did they lose? Gronk? Yeah, Gronk and maybe a few other yeah, some no secondary pieces. I mean, yeah. this is that same team. Uh, Tom Brady's finally processed the fact that his supermodel wife left him, and now he's ready to go <laughs> pissed. To, he's, he's a pissed off Tom Brady headed into the playoffs. Yeah, he lived in denial for a couple of weeks, won some, and then, you know, it hit him, lost a few, and now now he's re- clear of mind, ready to go. Some yeah, post not um, clarity from his Instagram model's wife now, or his girlfriend. Um, but I mean, looking at this game, I think that the Bucks are the kind of team that's almost designed to beat the Cowboys because the Cowboys are a very boomer bust team. You look at the, like their number one corner in Diggs; he's a ball hawk, and that's great. But he's not going to fool Tom Brady. <laughs> no, his his I'm playing a soft zone here. That's not going to fool Tom fucking Brady. And Cowboys do have a good pass rush. That doesn't even very affects Tom Brady. I mean, he has uh, yeah. some of the fastest hands in the freaking league. The guy has that always had it, had it quick out of the pocket. Yeah. Um, and I mean, when 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 Diggs gets burnt, like he he's kind of prone to do. Talented guy, but he's prone to getting burnt. Um, mm-hmm. Tom Brady's the kind of guy that's going to see that and be like, "Well, pff, there's an easy touchdown." Exactly. You know what I mean? It's it's just the this Tampa team. It's a veteran very disciplined team that's not going to make a ton of mistakes. And, I mean, Fournette has not really made a big showing in all regular season besides a few games. I mean, he has been utilized as much as he could be. I I think if they are, you know, maybe focusing a little bit too much on Brady, that Fournette might sneak out with a few more yards than he's used to this game just to get the ball moving or whatever. It seems they kind of went with like a two-piece attack here for most of this season. With uh, Rashad White had a, about 130 attempts as well. Yeah, so there's and then the those back. two split the starts as well. So I mean, and they're not far off yards wise touchdowns. There's only fucking all right. So they run a running back by committee. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's plenty of guys who got a fistful of attempts. So, um, I I think this is. If I've ever seen a trap game in the playoffs, this is it for the Cowboys. Yeah. But no one's ever going to write off Tom Brady uh, in the playoffs. Tampa's getting two and a half points in this game. I mean, just looking at their regular season record and maybe Brady isn't a big flashy. I'm going to win a big game. He just wins games. He doesn't win big ones um, like by a large margin. So, I mean, that could be part of it. 
I'm taking the Bucks and points here. I'm less willing to take um, them money line, but I I definitely be willing to take take uh, Bucks and points. Yeah, I mean, I, I would take the money line just because I I again I don't bet against Brady. Oh I, yeah, I, I don't I, think ne- next week I probably I probably would bet against Brady. But yeah, I week, I don't think that Tampa team is designed to really make a deep run in the playoffs, but you you can't really write the guy off. Correct. So. But that is all our games for the week. Um, we're going to be back again next week with a look ahead at the divisional round. The, uh, a little more in-depth look. There'll be a f- couple less games to go through. Will there be? Yeah, there should be less yeah. games. Yeah, because the divisional round, it's, it's, it's after division. It's right to the conference championship. Yeah, there should be two less games. All right. So, yeah, we'll, get, we'll go all the way through the, all those games, get real deep into them. Um, maybe we'll have John back. Maybe we'll have Curtis for a whole episode. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Curtis kind of crapped out midway through. Yeah. I mean, it just kind of is what it is. Yeah. We didn't really address it in the, in the moment, just saying, Hey, he's having connection issues. And then we just kind of chugged on. <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, you know, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, no problem. Stepping in. Uh, I've had a person or two fall through, but no big deal. Um, but, uh, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a good one.